process podcast episode 205 today 205. zach watson how was your day uh, it was all right yeah it's pretty fine. chill yeah. we spoke we it was like literally right after the episode yesterday when we finished and i was looking at the the audio files before publishing the episode mm-hmm. and noticed that i maybe had like four small little chunks of audio in it and the rest was all just silent. Half the time was because of the fucking shit audio connection or shit Wi-Fi, <laughs> Wi-Fi connection yeah. and the fact that like I'm just not going to say anything because the thing's frozen. Yeah. But the other half of it was because you went on like a full 20, 25 minute monologue about explaining your concept. I'm like, man, like imagine both of us had the capacity and the skill and the insight to be able to present our our work like that back when we were in school like the way that you went on that 20 minute rant if you were doing that in the context of school it probably wouldn't happen for a couple of reasons a because it's fucking it's not that it's weird but it's not expected and not not typical at all to present like that in front of students and classmates in the context of your you're spouting off you're just going and you're not stopping Mm -hmm. typically doesn't really happen and secondly i don't think either of us like now having done 205 of these episodes where it's probably around 200 hours of talking and explaining and constantly articulating thought and like right now we don't don't know the next word that's going to come out of our mouth or what the topic is going to be in 10 minutes or what the topic is going to be in 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. Right. You know, we don't know, but we got to like, we're, we're riding the seat of the current word that we're talking about until such a point that, you know, we're like, okay, episode's over. We're going to wrap it up. But we, I don't, I don't, I just genuinely don't think we had that insight and that skill in school. Especially not with our tangents. We don't know what we're going to be talking about the next 30 seconds. But, well, yeah, because that was the thing you said. You're like, um, imagine if could have done that, something like that for school. Like a presentation that was more lengthy like that. And I I said, well, I don't even know if back then I would have been able to do that. I don't think you would have been able to. I don't think I would have been able to. No. So first of all, that's what happens when you ask me about a to explain my concept. <laughs> yes. Now I guess, like I like I always say, right? That's that's where I feel confident. My strong mm-hmm. suit naturally is just the even, idea even and the storytelling. Even still, I think you've been able. You've grown a lot in the way that you're that you're able to articulate thought simply through the act of doing this on a daily oh, for basis sure. i mean i'm i'm still a extremely shy person and now maybe even more introverted because being not interacting with a whole lot of people or True. the public for a while but yeah like i i don't know i, I was like I, I again i remember that first year first day and Catherine being like all right next week you're gonna put your the work on the wall and you know, you're going to go through and you're going to present it in front of everyone. Everyone's going to do it. 
And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And then they're saying, like, yeah, like, Fuck. that's basically every week. You're doing basically a mini presentation every week for every class. And I'm sitting there like. I thought about dropping out so much. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, man, in high school, this. whenever there was a class presentation, I was like, I'm literally circling that day on the calendar. I'm dreading that day. All that day, I'm puking. I'm so nervous. I'm like, I just need to get this over with and whatever, right? trying to find any sort of reward that i'll like i can look forward to yeah and then after like even by the end of first year i'm like especially into second year i'm like well that was because i usually you do a presentation on stuff that you don't really a care about you know something you're not really and passionate you're about forced to in a and sense. you're forced to do it with this it's like you get to present your own work something you're passionate mm-hmm. about and something you're passionate about doing and you get to basically talk about yourself <laughs> and your work. That's very true. And then mm-hmm. we, you're like, okay, actually, I like this more. And then we just got used to it, right? Um, yeah. And by the end of fourth year, I felt pretty comfortable talking to a decent-sized class without really feeling that nervous. And, was, and I think it was less, air quotes, presenting than what we would have in, in high school. It was, it was more of like an open conversation, and you happened to be leading the conversation especially yep. like when you're present like what if you're presenting work it's you're not saying this is my idea and this is you are but it's not it doesn't come off presentation-y unless it's obviously no. a final to a client and i think that's again because of the actual interest you have in the work and the presentation itself because mm-hmm. like in high school i can't remember how many times a presentation on like something that like i didn't hate but i didn't really care about like on my own time i would not do a presentation on this kind of thing yeah and you know one of the criteria in the marking rubric is like you know memorizing it or you know looking at the audience and not reading off a script and everything right and you're trying to memorize what you're trying to say and then if you forget it and you always forget something you're up there and you're winging it and then it doesn't go well and all the time whereas in at humber when we're presenting something like we're actually passionate about it and we spent weeks on this you know working on this one thing you never know everything about it to the point mm-hmm. where you could go in and wing it and be fine if you're yeah. somewhat aren't good at articulating your thought um i'm sure there's a few times where you mean different group presentations where someone in the group like would wing it but it totally worked and you'd look at each other. You're standing <laughs> yeah. up there and you look at each other. Like, shit, Holy that shit. That actually okay. was better. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, every time we're in a group and it's Seb's turn to speak and you're like, Oh God, here we go. But, um, it's like, all right, I'm getting ready to pick up the pieces. <laughs> get the crazy glue but, out, get, I, the, get the hammer and the chainsaw. Exactly. But I think that is wise as well. Right. Like you just felt that more comfortable. It was something, you know, you know it's at the end of the day if you forget the script or you know as long as you you know the actual product you know the design Mm -hmm. so you can wing it if you do you know like i don't know but yeah it'd be it would have been i think it would be interesting to have longer presentations like that you know i you know it's because a longer presentation, especially if it's still conceptual and exploratory, yeah, like you're presenting a range of ideas, limiting it 
and I, I get why they have to do it because there's 30 kids. Well, you imagine like you can't have everyone doing a 20 minute presentation because then you're there for 600 minutes, which is many hours, 10 hours. Yeah, it's a lot, which is a bit fucked. But I mean, we kind of had that with Spin Master. Spin Master Studios would they were scheduled in blocks of four hours and they typically went for 10 or 11. Um, wow. But like Paul Reynolds, Catherine, and Sandra would talk with each of us. And I remember Sean and I, Sean and I had our first critique with Paul and it went okay. He could tell that we were obviously very interested and very passionate about the direction we were going, but we were kind of, it was kind of like the blind leading the blind down a mountain and like we had mm. no idea what we were doing or and why we were like why us two blind people were trying to go down a mountain um it's like if alex honnold and helen keller decided like oh let's go climb el capitan but alex honnold was blind it wouldn't work right that was a terrible analogy i apologize to both of you gets the idea um, across it gets the idea across and that critique lasted i think well, like 10 or 15 minutes i think and we presented like a gobbledygook for six of mm. those minutes. Then we came back the next week after having thought about it a lot more, and we went off for probably close to 10 minutes. And I'm right in the weeks following, in the five weeks that we had after that first critique with Paul, where Paul would come in and, and he'd talk to us, we would always walk away after like 20 minutes just of conversation between. Paul, Catherine, and Sandro, the three of them, would always walk away with just 15 to 20 minutes of just pure back and forth, not saying it's good, not saying it's bad, not necessarily prescribing a clear direction, but it's like, well, what if, what if? It was a lot of what ifs. What if mm -hmm. this happened? What if this did that? What if this and this and this and that? But that wouldn't really have happened if we went straight in with a memorized script and said, this is our concept. It does this. This happens because of that. X, Y, Z. One plus one equals two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, we, and I think we did it unintentionally and we had no plan when we were talking, but it, we came into it very candidly and candidly. That sounds funny. Candidly, um, yeah. We came into it just very casual and laid back and more spoke with them rather than spoke to them i think mm. and i don't know how intentional that was or how they interpreted it they could have interpreted like paul could have interpreted it as oh these guys are unprepared and unprofessional but they happen to have a good idea or an interesting idea that i also happen to like so like i'm going to put up with it or he could have totally appreciated it i don't know well, again but, i think when you're talking about something you're passionate about or something you spent a lot of time on, it's going to naturally come out differently. Mm -hmm. And you're, it's less of, like you said, less of presenting to and or less of talking to someone and more of talking with someone. And there's a difference, right? Like it's like, Hey Paul, look at our space battle robot things. He's like, fuck, <laughs> that's cool. Fuck, that's rad. Um, you know, thinking back to high school, it's like, if you have, some quiet kid in the corner has to do a presentation on some book report, some book, you know, mm -hmm. that he had to, that he didn't really choose. And he's stand in front of the class and he's already one of the weird shy kids. This is like a third person speaking of me. 
um, okay. getting yeah, up there. Say, it sounds a lot like and, and talking. It's like, well, it's going to be memorized because he fucking hates it. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to be up there. He doesn't really care enough to like come up with ideas of his own, right? It's just memorizing mm-hmm. something that he wrote down. But it's Doing like Doing it because he has to get it done. Yeah, but it's like ask the same person like, okay, you into music? Yeah. Who's your favorite band or artist? Okay, this person. Okay. Slipknot. Why why is it why is it your favorite? Why are they good? Slipknot. Why do you think they're good? Slipknot. Yeah. Slipknot. But them you could go super deep with them, right? Like on the surface a lot of people think Every they're like Every answer is just Slipknot. <laughs> everyone thinks they're like <laughs> demonic or just they kind of scare me to be honest. Well, that's kind of the point, right? In a way, it's like a you know, it, on the surface it's they're scary, they're gory they scream it's like a lot of people hate it but it's like oh slipknot that's what we're talking about i was saying like on the surface it's like screamo and it's terrifying and then when you like go into the actual background of like why they're wearing the masks and the lyrics and stuff it's like each person in the band it's their escape from being them Hmm. right it's a way of them letting out the emotion it gets deep and then all of a sudden like you have someone talking about that if they're into that you you could you could watch someone do a presentation on something they were told to do and then do a presentation on something they like. And mm. they could have the same speaking skills, same presentation skills, but that one about what they're passionate about, that's going to be way better. It's, you'll notice a difference because yeah. they'll be less like trying to like stutter and remember the, the script that they wrote and more about mm. just naturally why they're passionate about that thing. Mm. You know, it's and that and that speaks to how well because I yesterday, if you listen to episode two hundred and four of the Process Podcast, um, I asked Zach. We were talking about Zach's Polestar concept, and I asked Zach. I said, "How does your concept fit the brief?" Because ultimately, I know because I've heard him rant about it for probably a total of four to five hours cumulative <laughs> over the last couple of weeks and all the times that we've spent on discord talking about it but to hear it in a concise format you know as if it is a presentation and it and a, as if it is a pitch to someone and they're listening on the other end saying like okay i'm going to validate your concept and you're going to tell me basically like why or why not it's a good thing and rather than having it in five to ten minute bursts sporadic throughout this thing now the now all the all the information is all in one concise monologue that's exactly what you did you went off for like 15 minutes and just didn't stop yeah and explained it super concisely because it's something that you're interested in something that you're passionate about and it's something you've enjoyed spending time developing as well that's another thing exactly you've enjoyed the process of germinating this idea and running it through these different like evolutions of is it's a this it's a that it's a who it's a he it's a it's a thing and then it becomes this other thing which is now your idea yeah and it's again i think uh you know typical me i'm very like philosophical and romantic when it comes to like that i think again i think that's why i like zach i like thinking part the ideation building the story and the why because that requires a lot of motion and mm-hmm. and um whatever the other word I said now my mind's blank blanking story building um 
Oh, philosophy, that kind of like deep philosophy. thinking and understanding. When you come building the story and building a world like that, it, it requires a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I just get like, you know, especially when it comes to like about art or design or and design. It's like when you're designing like a pavilion, it's like, man, I want, I want to get into the, <laughs> the, the yeah, why, why, just, you know, because yeah. I don't know, I like thinking it's like, well, if I try to, if you don't go into that you'll end up like maybe you'll end up with a cool looking building structure mm-hmm. can can you have like a water feature on the roof that we can put maybe because i'm probably gonna end up cabbing oh, most of my saying. model yeah. so that i can use it as an underlay for like high quality photoshop sketches but you'll be able to include my paddleboard on it we could do a thing where we I don't even hide think it's it. a paddleboard. It's not a paddleboard. Depending on how I display the art in it or whatever, maybe it could be a way of including it as an Easter egg as one of the sculptures or something, mm. like a sculptural form version of your idea or something like that. Oh, yeah. Or something. Kind of like, you know, when you see like in the, in the uh, fourth Indiana Jones movie and they're in like the Area 51 hangar and it's like all these crates and when they mm-hmm. fight in there, there's like you can see in the background like there's a box that has the Ark of the Covenant in it and there's like hidden things here and there and it's like this yeah. nod back to the other movies something like that kind of thing right where it's it's a good idea a cool Easter egg thought yeah we can can fiddle around with that are you gonna are you you think you said you were gonna photo bash yours together right that's what I think I'm gonna go with I I think because of the time and uh, my what comp- about catting it. Because you'd be able to cat it and then probably photo bash stuff on top and use like different layer options to simulate detail, like an overlay or a multiply layer. Maybe, maybe might be good. Might... might be good for perspective and like the in at Earthscape we call the massing models, where you're getting the volumes in place mm. per se. Um, and, but like no detail, just planar surfaces, maybe some fillets just for the sake of it. But there's no there's no physical detail in this CAD model. It's just the volume and space. But then from there, especially if you were able to create these glass panes, you could then you could chuck it into Keyshot, right? And mm-hmm. then have Keyshot handle the glass for you. you. Could isolate the material just as the glass. Could render a bunch of different types of glass together on as different images, combine them all, make it this weird thing. You could just put all this stuff, then you take that, right? And put it into your Photoshop model. Where part of it looks like a sketch, part of it looks like it's been painted in Photoshop, part mm. of it looks like it's a CAD model. You're like, I don't know what this is. You add film grain, you take film grain away, you blur some stuff. You're like, fuck. I like that sound of that. Fuck. I'm gonna take a breath for a second. I gotta try to get all that done, but <laughs> either way, it's Either way, it's something I'll keep working on because I like the idea a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's due soon. Isn't always, it? It's due it's next week, next week or something. Um, it's, it's a yeah, lot. next next Wednesday, which means this weekend realistically is going to be the final push to put everything together. Oh, I did some. I'll show you. I'll show you a bit of what I was doing a bit this morning. Was figuring out the rear mm. and did. Uh, I can't actually see. Oh yeah. So that's got a bit of a what, diffuser style to it. Yeah, well, it yeah. needs to be something for the engine to come out of it, right? Um, and like 
again, sketching precedent stuff. This thing here I is like the one. rear of the precept. Yeah. Yeah, right? the rear diffuser. Yeah, that's what I was like. Mm, and it's just I like how that. can I interpret these different forms? And um, it's been quite tricky, to be honest, figuring out all these, like, the minutia of everything. Yeah. Um, here is another one from this morning. This is like figuring out what is the front going to look like? Are we going to have a traditional tapered front? Are we going to do more of a rectilinear front? Mm. How can we do a rectilinear front? Because it's probably the best way to go about it. And yeah, there's still a lot to go with it, but the front so... is still relatively ambiguous. I know what it's got to look like from the side, but from a from a top-down perspective, actually using it and interacting with it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to do. It'll take a bit of time. It's, yeah. We'll Especially if you want to do it well, you know? And we'll we also see. don't necessarily know the all, all the stuff that we have to go off of is like the final product. Whereas if we were judging a project we're doing in school based off of what people have done before, we at least know what went into it and what had to be presented because we're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. It's like the auto project, you know, you got to do like specific sketches to get to a specific result, to do a line drawing, to do a tape drawing, to building your buck, to doing this. Whereas right. they're leaving it up to us, which I appreciate and I kind of enjoy, but the ambiguity of it is also scary. somewhat challenging. It's like, Am I doing the right thing? How do you know you're doing the right thing? Yeah, um, it's, that's what's kind of scary about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think is valuable information to show on your boards? I think there's actually there's a frequently asked question on their website on that pay, on the project page mm -hmm. about what should I show or something like that, or do I need to include and. Mm -hmm. I think basically just said whatever you need to tell the story and express your idea. Looking at if you're looking at the the airship, the winner from last year, there was some ideation. There's obviously the final nice looking renders that showed the form of the vehicle in a few different mm -hmm. views, and also showed the scale. Mm -hmm and showed you quickly roughly how the people interact with it and it showed the sustainability side of it of how it charges how it's mm -hmm. powered roughly what it looks like when it's in use and that was it mm -hmm. right i mean that's all you really need i think is like how it's sustainable how you know I, couple of views of how what you know to show off the form how the user interacts with it and how it's sustainable mm -hmm. really i guess is like the top that's a tricky things. thing because the airship itself is a it's a complex thing it's not as simple as uh even a car you know showing all the stuff inside a car like the the gentleman who won from the professional category shows off these bonker interior renders yeah but still it's a front view and a rear view in the interior but somehow still able to showcase so much 
Yeah, I would say the airship, though, shows more of the story and less work than that does. I do agree. Like, I do agree. with that airship, just without even words, like just looking at the images, you can you can tell the scale compared to a human, how people interact with it, how people use it, how the vehicle mm. works, how it's sustainable, how it charges the ecosystem of this charging thing like mm-hmm. that it tells you everything right there and you can get a good grasp of the form as well yeah without really many words or really that many images you got a fair point which there. i which it's i true. which again is very difficult to do but like maybe it's because you're it's boiling it down to the like okay sustainability the form and the use Right, because I mean, essentially, that's pretty much Polestar, right? Yeah, I would agree. Pure progressive performance. I mean, the use would be the performance. Sustainability would be the progressive, mm-hmm. and the uh, the form would be the pure. Mm-hmm. Or at that's least that's how I'm seeing it now. Right? It's like I do agree. I do agree. But again, it's, it's showing it. That's the tricky part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the final product of the airship, it looks easy because it's all done. It's the final. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you try to reverse engineer that and you're like, well, how the hell do I get that kind of reaction? It's yeah. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do, right? It's hard to make something look simple. It's probably the hardest thing. It's easy to throw on giant bodies of text on every page being like, so this is how this works and this is how this works, and blah blah blah. But you don't want that. Yeah explaining maglev technology and all this yeah you know you don't want that right it's and again with them it's like i think they know because of the time frame it's not like you have to show how it's going to be put together no and that's what i appreciate because I, it's more of the story that i think yeah i think the not that engineering is inherently uncreative or anti-creative but overthinking the engineering too early especially in this context can stifle a really good idea as opposed to making the idea really really good and very interesting and very compelling and figuring out stuff later down the line like an engineer would say well you're you're gonna spend a lot of time changing things later yeah that's probably true but it's better to subtract from an already great idea as opposed to band-aid things on because we dumbed it down from the very beginning. Yeah, but it's also like, again, for this project, it's not going to be made. Mm-hmm. So don't even worry about it. It'll the be engine. made into a scale model. Yeah, but again, it's not like you could three print the whole thing in one piece if you really wanted to. Like it, You don't have to worry about yeah. manufacturing at that point. You can just fucking throw the CAD model and <laughs> print it, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's more about the story. Like, yeah, if you mm-hmm. if you were if it was going to be eventually made into a real thing, you got to realize once you're in the developmental phase, you're like, okay, you're starting to think a bit about the how it's actually going to be made. Yeah, and that's what we we're really used to at Humber. Like, okay, you do your ideation, pick one, roughly develop it. Now you got to start thinking about manufacturing. Yeah. Whereas where's this your, is like your part lines going to. This go? is like more like what Auto was like, where which I personally like better, where it's like ideation, story, okay. And then, right, so how is this, how does this, like, 
magnetic uh, wheel work. It doesn't look like it's connected. And then you say, "Oh, it's 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 magnetized together." And Bruce's like, "All right, cool. It's good enough. Carry like on. it's it's realistic enough, right? Like with mm-hmm. the airship, like it charges. In the Arctic, it has these. It's Arctic exploration vehicle, right? And it's got these certain landing pads scattered around this area. There's this cool little map diagram." And it shows, and when it lands on them, it's like wireless charging, like a phone on a wireless charger. Right. But like the part that touches the ground is like the cabin, the glass cabin where the people sit in. It's like, well, how is it going to charge the batteries through there? But who cares? Mm. That's not like, realistically, it's like. That's not the point. Maybe. Maybe he had, did figure it out, but he didn't show it. But that's not the point for that. It's like. you there. Yeah, there is a package. There is a yeah, there is a package that you, a good enough again to be like, well, it roughly makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It could be possible in twenty forty, right? That's the point. But it's yeah. all it's like, well, you know, this thing's got to land somewhere. Well, what if that's when it lands, true. that's when it charges? Okay, hmm. you know, there it is. And then if these things are in the Arctic, you don't want to damage it and pollute it. It's like me cold power charging plants. It's like all right, it's yeah. from geothermal and solar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that sustainability aspect is done for you, and it's electric motors on the, like like a drone on the on the airship, right? So that's sorted. You don't have to go that much detail, but it's just like showing it. Okay, it's good enough where you yeah. understand it, and you're like, yeah, that seems real enough. But it's also mm-hmm. abstract enough where it's interesting. Mm, that's true. Because like that'd be one of the dangers, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's so it plugs into this thing. And you take like an image of like a <laughs> car charger from like a from like a Tesla now, and you're like, well, this this concept supposed to be twenty from twenty forty, yeah, but now you're using this old that. piece of technology compared, you know, to to when that's supposed to be a real thing, and that becomes so like right. then it's not right, you know. So maybe with a project like this mm. where it's more conceptual and more about the idea and story, it's like going a little bit leaving a little bit of mystery and like is that possible is a good thing helps sell it actually it's kind of like a concept card right mm-hmm. you got these concept cards that have like rims that are like 47 inches big and like you have this cool like gt concept where like the top of the wheel is basically at the top of the hood like it's slammed right oh, and you're Jesus. like and you're like and there's no gap between the wheel and the wheel arch and you're like okay well the suspension for for that car not to bottom out, it's got to be like an F one car where it's basically no suspension. It'd be you'd be you'd fucking hurt your ass every time you hit a bump, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're on the most perfect road ever. But like, that's not the point. That car will not be put on the road like that. Yeah. But if you that's true. Higher if you made it if you increase the ride height and made it look like the ride height we have now, where it's expected, you look at it and you're like, well, that doesn't look that new though now. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then well, it's like, what's the point? It's supposed to be a conceptual piece to again inspire people. Yeah, be like, imagine the future that this thing exists. Mm. That is what we're selling to you. We're not selling to you the fact that this is a realistic car that could come out next year. We're selling to you the the the, the idea of like this is what the future could be like in our eyes. In our, you know, our eyes, that our like reality. that Genesis concept that was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen from like last auto show or the year before. It's like you look at it and you're like, you know, they're not being like, yeah, this this is gonna come out next year. Put your pre orders in. It's like no, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's like 
imagine like we think the future could look like this mm-hmm. and then you're like holy shit like those guys know what they're doing i would like to be in a future like that they they oh, yeah. they know the future i want to be a part of and then it helps mm. buy into the brand a little bit and connect because you're like man like they do something inspiring like that like i want to be in that world you know i it's but but again if they did it more realistic and the wheels are smaller more realistic and the ride height was higher and all this stuff and there was bumpers on it for crash protection and all this it would look boring yeah then you'd be like well is it a concept car it looks like it come out next year that's not really inspiring you know no it doesn't leave any room to dream no and be aspirational no, and again, the whole point, the of whole being point, creative and pushing the boundaries. Exactly, and pulls going back to the project itself, Polestar. It's like pr- progression, inspiring yeah. the culture. You don't inspire people for doing like same thing as by everyone else, or safe. playing it by playing it safe. Yeah, it's not inspirational, right? Like, you know, no, it's kind of lame. Thinking back to my my good old buddy Carvaggio, I just thought mm. of. You and him go way back. Way, way back, yeah. Really really cool guy. But like when his art came out, everyone was shocked when they saw it because it was like gory. Yeah. It was like equivalent of when the new like Mortal Kombat game out game came out and everyone's looking at the fatalities like, oh my god, it's gory. And then parents like, that should be banned, that's awful. That's what it was like, man. He puts out these paintings with like lots of gore and you know, the the classic piece of beheading holoferns, right? And literally shit cutting the guy's head off those blood squirting in the picture it's like how, going against the norm right like a lot of people hated it or was like shocked by it but it inspired a culture inspired a different style yeah because some people saw that and were like whoa that's different that's something new mm-hmm. and and that's the thing you got to find right yeah and if you inspire that's a couple thing. of people to do a similar thing you've now progressed the culture because now there's more people doing it and by that more people are going to find their own ways of doing that, creating new things, mm-hmm. which will inspire mm-hmm. other people, and then so on, so on, right? That's all the way down the line. Yeah. So that's why it's like, well, why would you play it safe, right? Like, I mean, you look at us, it's like, I'm going with like a building. I fucking designed yeah. a building before, other than drawing a fun one as a kid or something like that. Like, that's true. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't even know if I'll get it done. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so it'll be something i'll work on yeah past the submission date regardless because i like the idea a lot and i love the pulsar mm-hmm. style like it's you know that would be a really good portfolio project exactly like i'll keep adding to it because i love that like that's my dream architecture <laughs> like you could almost pitch it as a mock thesis yeah because the story's there it's more than deep enough to go into like actual I could go into a bit of research of like the effect that art. spaces have on people and art has on culture. Boom. Art curation. A little bit of research, find a few quotes from some people and then boom, fucking done, right? But like yeah. that's it's new for me. Doing a paddleboard, it's new. I mean it's totally you because that's what you're into right now. But like it's Shredding it's something very or... different. You go into Pulsar and okay, car wagon mm-hmm. ski hill default it looks sick you can come up there's even though it's an overdone idea there's still a lot of opportunity there to do something totally different but mm-hmm. by going completely out there and doing something different you're 
if someone saw your piece, I'm just like, whoa, I'd never even thought that you could do a Pulsar paddleboard. And then they think, mm-hmm. well, huh, I, like that kind of like, I don't do paddleboarding, but I do surfing. It's a bit different. But like, what if now I could do a Pulsar surfboard? Yeah. And then, you know, and it, it pushes that and it keeps on spreading out to now. And that's, that's how the Pulsar design community worked. It was always cars and trucks and wagons and ski hills and the typical Swedish demographic and now you've got people doing like transport trucks and bikes and airships and planes and boats and you know Mm -hmm. to shoes shoes, yeah and 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 fashion and stuff like that to uh, physical spaces buildings you know graphics all this stuff right progresses that's how i would you know it progresses culture right Mm -hmm. it's a great way Great way to wrap it up. That was a now, again another fantastic fifteen minute monologue. <laughs> it's almost like I like this stuff. <laughs> it's almost like you do it. For it a I try to, like you know, it's obviously not as um, concise as it could be because I didn't prepare it or mm-hmm. edit it. But but it's probably better than if you did. Probably so it's in the moment and it's authentic and it's it's authentic. Yeah, and, you're and not it's, overthinking it. Yeah, I don't know definitely easy definitely helps I, de- I think we definitely became better talkers and better at communicating our ideas at least verbally oh, completely completely than even from a year ago you know yeah even from like episode episode one right yeah i've been trying to like speak slower and more thoughtful and you know take long pauses between <laughs> each be word dramatic that sounds that I cool speak. I'm going to talk like Matthew and Cena from, well, he used to work at the future, mm. but he doesn't anymore. But he would always talk very slowly, very methodically. See, but that's hard to listen to if you're listening to a podcast and like, and you have it on in the car. It's like, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. I'm going to die. There's a happy balance. Like when There's I, a happy balance. when the class, when listen to that neil grass tyson on rogan whenever joe would be like yeah but what about aliens don't you think aliens is this how but we have ufos that Shut even the, the pentagon said up, it joe you're stoned and then neil grass tyson will just like huh. he, he doesn't go hmm well i i think it's not that slow or boring but the way he talks is like it commands you to listen mm. like you just want to listen to it because it sounds awesome like He's got a nice and voice. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he's got a nice voice, but it's also it's like it's very thoughtful mm-hmm. and and well paced, you know. Yeah. Trying to. He's, he's fantastic. Dream yeah. guest, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <sighs> yeah. Yes. 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 Like so, Neil, my guy. N D, N D T, N D T. Tell me about them aliens. <laughs> Neil deGrasse. Yeah, I got those letters right. I got the acronym right. Fully prepared. Yeah. Fully prepared. Uh, Zach Watson. Uh-huh. You write emails? You write emails much? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. 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 When you do sometimes write said occupational emails, do you send them to hide.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com? I do. We get our own emails from me all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, hello, I just want to check in on you and how you are doing. And it's like, Zach, you're... 
you're getting that same email yourself. That was like when I emailed myself the other inbox. day on Saturday when we were working on something and I was oh, like emailing yeah. the, the body of text so I can copy and paste it. And I'm like, oh, it's an email from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking yes. entertaining as shit. I love it. I love it. But yeah, you can also send us an, e- an email. Send it to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Mm, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a saw, slide into them DMs nice and smooth mm. like you're going down a slippery oil-filled slide. Damn. Right into the the bubbling bath of our DM love. That was cool. I that was, like that. That was good. That was cool. I like that. That was good. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Peace. The process.